0: Hey guys, Alana Terry here, and you are listening to the Successful Writer Podcast. Thanks for joining me. I hope that things are going really well for you guys this week. We are in the midst of the coronavirus outbreak scare. I hope that you are finding good health and a life that is free from panic and inconvenience from other people's panic, and I do wish you lots of safety during this time with people kind of getting into panic mode don't be surprised if this does impact book sales and things like that and again just we're on this kind of journey this roller coaster for the long haul so even if we see just weird random dips and spikes don't worry about it too much and do what you can to stay healthy i am sharing with you guys today an episode from a new podcast that my husband and I started at the beginning of 2020. So we have the Level Up Personal Development Podcast. If you guys have been listening to this show, you know that I like to talk in addition to marketing topics for authors. I like to talk a lot about productivity and mindset and really just all kinds of things related to personal development and that's sort of what we dive into in the show with my husband Scott. So again, it's the Level Up personal development podcast where we are talking about things like productivity, creativity, my husband's really into powerlifting, so we talk about fitness and this episode specifically I dive a lot into just things that pertain to the writer's life since that is what I know. So there's a lot of discussion about creativity and how your health is impacted, or sorry, how your writing is impacted by your health and how that's kind of influenced some of the decisions I've made, even about some of my hobbies and lots of things like that. So I am including one of the more recent episodes from the Level Up podcast to share with you today. And if you like it and enjoy it, you can go listen to more. Wherever you're hearing this podcast, you can also find the Level Up podcast personal development podcast and again i hope you enjoy it and find it an encouraging resource for you hi guys this is alana and you are listening to the level up personal development cop pa- personal development podcast
1: how do you know that they're listening to the girl ba- ba- ba-
0: well i assumed that that's what i was supposed to say it's
1: kind of like whenever we watch you know something on amazon prime and it says you you're watching, watching.
0: CBS or whatever.
1: How do you know that? Maybe I'm really not.
0: I know. Yeah.
1: Are they watching us?
0: It's funny, though, when Netflix is like, are you still watching?
1: Yeah. It's like like
0: a needy. I didn't tell you to turn off.
1: (laughs) At least the other streaming services don't actually like. They're not that obvious, they just kind of pause it and wait for you to tell it to keep playing after like your fourth binge episode (laughs) Not that I would ever binge any episodes
0: Well, I think it did that to us watching the Super Bowl I think at one point it was like, are you still watching?
1: I think you might be right actually, yeah, because it was was going for like three and a half hours without Mm -hmm. changing or something, yeah
0: So, take two, Yes, this is the Level Up Personal Development
1: Podcast Well, hi, this is Scott and that's Alana yeah. Yeah.
0: We're not going to switch.
1: No, that would be very weird.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: You would sound very weird with a deep voice. I know. Yeah.
0: So anyway. Anywho. Welcome, guys. We have finished our mini-series on the Meyer Springs, and so we're back to chatting about just what we've been reading and or doing. So today we're going to be talking some about good habit building. So I'm excited about that. But first we have a brand new batch of reflection questions. Are you ready?
1: Do we really? Yes. Right. I've been waiting for this my whole minute.
0: I know you have. Yeah. I know you have. All right. But what am I? What is an unpopular opinion you can hold or that you hold, but it can't be political?
1: An unpopular opinion that I hold that cannot be political. Mm-hmm. Huh.
0: I can start if you need a minute.
1: No. You got it. I I would actually say that, uh, maybe this is mean, but Harry Potter is probably some of the very worst literature I've ever read in my life. Okay. And I have read all the books. And, yeah, I am uh, continually surprised by how vehement. And I'm a nerd. I'm a geek. I get into Mm -hmm. Star Wars, Star Mm -hmm. Trek, Lord of the Rings, Narnia, I mean if it's sci-fi or fantasy I'm mm-hmm. into it. But then mm-hmm. I look at at Harry Potter and I'm like, yeah, and and people that I work with because I work largely with kids, so have got a lot of people that are kind of childish. Literally. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> and well, and adults that are very childlike, they can't understand how I don't like it. It's not just that I don't like, but I really, I'm like, ooh, mm. can I have another one? You
0: can have another one.
1: I don't like the Beatles.
0: Ah, no, you don't.
1: Yes, and people might want to beat me up for that, but I don't like the Beatles.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, going back to Harry Potter, that's a very um, frightening opinion for my husband to hold when I am a, an author who who does courses for authors. So I have an audience comprised of authors. Oh. But I'm also an author of Christian fiction, so I have an audience comprised. So you're basically, you're getting people mad from all angles. Ooh. Because some people are going to be like, what's a former pastor doing reading Harry Potter in the oh, first place? Yeah, yeah. And other people are going to be like, what's an author doing married to somebody who doesn't love Harry Potter? So I I have no opinion on that subject other than <laughs> I thought I was covering my bases when I... Kind of made the
1: no politics rule but i don't think that counts as political <laughs> so
0: let's no it's not so yes. so let's stick with scott does not like the beatles <laughs> okay. that feels safer <laughs> that works yes
1: i wonder if this will be edited if that will be no i'm out. not going <laughs> to edit
0: it out but i was get i was sweating a little as yeah. you were going so no. note to my author friends the opinions my husband holds do not necessarily reflect the opinions of his spouse Slash co-host.
1: Is it really bad that I said that I don't like Harry Potter?
0: No, no, but but some people like some people in my sphere would be very upset with oh, you either okay. for not liking it or for reading it in the oh, first place. Okay. We're in we're in a kind of a up against a wall yeah, between that a brick Vendai- and a hard place. Venn
1: diagram <laughs> looks yep. a little bit wonky. I think.
0: All right, my unpopular opinion isn't incendiary at all. I don't like <laughs> fast food. And never really have. No, Never, she doesn't. never really will. One I'm okay with some One of actual
1: arguments before we got married, not the Raskolnikov ar- yeah. argument, because I do love literature, mm-hmm. but was actually about whether or not we should go get fast food while mm-hmm. we were at a mall or yeah. just go back to yeah. my apartments before we moved in together. Because I
0: was kind of raised with fast food's a waste of money. Mm-hmm. It's... I think there was a little bit of germophobia yeah. behind there too, like think about how many people are touching your food. So it wasn't that we never ever ever did it, but it was very much a last resort. Yeah. You know, like if you are starving but you cannot stop at a restaurant and you've been on the road for six hours, then you might consider fast food. Yeah. So I never had the oh man, I can't wait to have a you know, a burger or I'm Fried not chicken. a huge fan of pizza. It's just Fried not chicken. I'll take sushi, and sushi. I do like Subway.
1: Gas station sushi. Gross. Yeah. You don't know
0: su- <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's not an unpopular opinion. That's just the truth. Don't? That's just the truth. So if yeah. you guys take anything away from today's episode, do not buy your sushi from a gas station. Yeah. You heard it here. Yes. <laughs> yeah.
1: I wonder if they're going to take anything after the ramble that we've just given them.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. They like the ramble. That's good. I mm-hmm. hope. Mm-hmm.
1: So anyway, dear listeners, we're going to move on from that onto our weekly, almost an annual, but our weekly <laughs> self-care <laughs> check-in. Again, you know, we've talked a lot about just the importance of taking care of yourself. Um, not talking about a, you know, take care of number one first mentality, but really just if you want to do well, you have to make sure that you are taken care of, that mm-hmm. your needs are mm-hmm. being met. I'm not talking about greed. I'm talking about needs. So... Um, yeah, how have we been taking care of ourselves?
0: So this week has been better just on the family health front. Mm-hmm. The week before, we really were just kind of homebound for the week. So this week has been good. I'm back at the gym a couple times and actually sleeping better. I've been falling asleep at a healthier time, which is mm-hmm.
1: good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, well, and I'm glad. That last night was probably the first night in a while that I fell asleep after you. Yeah. And yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm usually like out. Pretty mm-hmm, quickly. Yeah.
0: I woke up feeling really, really rested. And yeah. I think it might be like one of the first times in a, you know, since the kids got sick.
1: Yeah. So yeah. I think
0: I just had a little sleep to catch up on.
1: Well, I'm glad for that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, for me, I've actually been back in the gym. I had to take a week off of the gym just for some health issues. And, you know, that's always really hard when you're trying to train and, mm-hmm. you know, just looking at kind of where to go next and what to do next and just the importance of being in the gym. Like even today, like today was my third day back. So I took yesterday off, but today was my third day back this week. And when I was going, I was like, well, maybe I could just go back to my office and work. I just don't Mm -hmm. really feel it. Mm -hmm. But I made the, I made the decision to take the right, right turn and go, you know, hit the gym. And, and I got there and I was able to actually work really hard. And I felt really good Good. that I accomplished something. So that was nice. And it's always nice to be back in moving and exercising. And, yeah, for sure. You know, looking forward to getting some cardio in tonight.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: yeah, so good stuff there. It's always nice. And also just been able to do a lot more reading lately.
0: That's nice.
1: Not just audiobooks, but mm-hmm. actually being able to read. So cool. that's always positive. Cool. Do you have positive.
0: any good recommendations on your list?
1: Uh, Not, not really right now, but mm-hmm. they'll be there. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Well, you know, and that's one of the fun things for us. Like one of the benefits that you and I get out of doing this show, you yeah. know, as I know for me, I've, I've been listening to a lot of self-help books and personal development books for years. But now that I know I'm going to kind of be like talking about them and dissecting the points, I listen more carefully. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of a an added bonus. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I'm glad that we were able to kind of go that direction. And, and mm-hmm. when we were doing our, you know, what was it, a five-week miniseries on mm-hmm. the Myers-Briggs, I wasn't reading so much the personal development stuff as I was getting yeah. into some of my other mm-hmm. theology things so mm-hmm. you know it's nice to be able to kind of be back at it and yeah you know, I ready agree there, ready to move on to the next stage
0: yeah well and it's nice we're getting so much more daylight and we're getting some like you above freezing kidding. temperatures it's been exciting yeah we
1: went to our home group and we got there and it was light out we could yeah, actually yeah we barely see didn't recognize the, the
0: neighborhood <laughs> yeah I mean,
1: you're used to pulling up in the dark and, and you're like wow their house is blue I never yes. realized, yeah. realized that
0: and the house across the street is like purple like I never <laughs> knew they have purple neighbors
1: and yeah so for those of you who who are listening we're not too far we used to tell our kids when they were little that the sun came up in march and went down in september
0: is now a good time to tell new listeners where we live or should we just kind of keep that band up? <laughs>
1: <You're>, what? <laughs> what are
0: they talking about you know,
1: we live we live in alaska and because of that we're very far north and so we're what what is it almost march 1st so we got about three months, March, April, May. Then we get yeah perpetual sunshine until we get sunshine. to the 24, 24 hours. So Can't yeah, wait. by mid May it'll be light until eleven p.m. And yeah,
0: it's still like in the thirties, but I had all the windows open this afternoon, and
1: yeah, it's nice just to kind of start to get a breeze. And it's also funny that you know we live in a place where we can open up the window when it's thirty degrees outside.
0: Well, and the windows aren't frozen shut now, <laughs> hey, that's so that's always so a benefit. Nice. <laughs> So today I wanted to talk about the book High Performance Habits by Brandon Bouchard. It's very possible we'll have to make this a two-part because there's quite a few points and I didn't want to rush through it. But, you know, like the title suggests, it just talks about forming good habits. And I think what makes his both the book and his approach a little bit unique is he really has done a ton of research. So it's not just, let me tell you about some motivational tips that help me and people I know. Mm -hmm. Like they've interviewed, I don't know how many, but I assume it's in the thousands of people that are considered high performers by their criterion. And, you know, it's data driven. Mm -hmm. And I don't, you know, I think there's also a place for the books that are just straight up motivation.
1: I like the data driven. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Data is important for me. Yeah.
0: And so basically the premise is let's find the things that will make anybody be a high performer, no matter what their job is, no matter what their personality type is. So let's take the things that are constant across the board, because what might make somebody a high performing athlete might not be the same thing that makes someone a high performing CEO. So let's, you know, across every spectrum of personality and career and age, let's look at the people that can be defined as a high performer and then see what habits are universal to all of them so that you don't have to kind of sift through what's going to work for you and what isn't. Does mm-hmm. that kind of make sense? Mm-hmm. Have you read that one? I don't Absolutely, remember.
1: yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, I read that before we started getting ready for the high performance coaching. Coaching, going, yeah. Doing, yeah. Which is kind of the natural progression for mm-hmm. you know somebody in this field.
0: Yes, absolutely. So he talks a lot about the three points that I for sure wanted to touch on today. And then if there's time, we'll do the others or I'll save it for another episode. He talks about clarity, energy, and necessity. So I think the energy, I wanted to start there. It's not where he starts in the book, but I feel like it's probably the most tangible. Mm -hmm. And so it's doing things like, you know, taking care of your health, stuff like that. He recommends things like treating yourself as an athlete. You know, whatever Mm. your job is and whether or not you play sports, just kind of having that mentality. I know I've talked about it on the show before, That I think of my writing as a professional sport. And so that causes me to take care of my body in a way that I wouldn't if all I was thinking about was, okay, I'm a brain that writes books, Mm -hmm. you know. But no, I'm a brain that writes books that is stuck in a body that I better take care of so I can keep writing books. So,
1: Well, and a really good example of that, if I can just kind of step in here. You know, like, a lot of times professional athletes, they have, even within their contracts, things that they can't do. Like, if you're a professional Mm. athlete, you can't ride a motorcycle. Right. You can't Mm -hmm. do things that are going to put you at risk because Because there is a financial obligation that you have to perform. Well, yeah.
0: Did I tell you about giving away my ice skates? No. So, I took one of our kids to an ice skating party, and I brought my skates thinking that I might go on the ice. And walking into the rink or into the, you know, just into the building, even the parking lot was icy. And one of the worst things that could happen to an author is to break your wrist. Mm -hmm. And so I decided, you know what, I think I'm just done ice skating because, you know, I'm getting older, which means my bones are going to break easier. And I'm getting um, older, which means my balance isn't going to be as good. And one fall could... You know, have devastating impact, and so it yeah. was very much the same. You know, so I gave one of one of his friends' mom has the same size I do, so I just gave my skates oh, to her. Nice. Yeah, it was a little bit of a bummer, but I think you know, s- same thing when I gave up playing the violin because of carpal mm-hmm. tunnel. You and know? that's
1: what I was just going to talk about. That's yeah. what I was going to talk about yeah. was we had that conversation. I think just last night is you know you have to make a decision: are you going to play violin or are you going to mm-hmm. type? And for you, typing is, you know, that's that, like you you talk about, it's the athletic side of it. Mm -hmm. It's what you have to make sure that you, you know, protect. Right. You know, just like a hand model has to protect their hands. You know, they wear gloves all the time. Yeah, yeah, I
0: never thought about that. You have
1: to protect Uh your wrists. You have to protect your fingers. And Mm
0: -hmm.
1: it's important. So in whatever we're doing, we have to make sure. I I like the analogy to kind of treat yourself like an athlete Mm -hmm. in whatever you're at. Yeah,
0: yeah. What about you? Are you able to kind of see correlations to when you're at your peak physically and energetically and how that impacts your work or your just your performance in other areas?
1: Well, abso- I mean, absolutely. When I was... Taking a week off from the gym, I mm-hmm. felt a lot more miserable.
0: Mm-hmm. I
1: wasn't able to deal with stress nearly yeah. as well because mm-hmm. going to the gym is a, is a stress burner. Mm-hmm. I felt more tired because I wasn't moving. Right. You know, and even right now, like, I my job is probably... sitting. Right. You know, I do stand at a standing desk occasionally, but Mm -hmm. that gets old really fast. Mm -hmm. So I just have to get up and I have to walk. Yeah. I have to move. And Mm -hmm. now that it's nice outside, at least for, you know, the time being, it's going to get cold again. But... While it's nice outside, I can go outside and you know at least kind of walk around a little bit. It's always hard with the ice because everywhere is icy. Yeah,
0: it is icy. And we
1: get used to that. That's part of life when you Mm -hmm. live in Alaska. That's Mm -hmm. just the way it is. But. Knowing that I have an opportunity to at least get the blood flowing get a little some bit movement. really, really yeah. helps. Yeah. And
0: it's so important. You know, it's so funny because when you brought up how much you like the fact that this is a data-driven book. And for me, like, he'll say stats, and I'll be like, oh, that was an interesting statistic. But then, you know, like, I don't retain the numbers. Right. If I were the type to retain the numbers, I could tell you he he said specifically, like, the percentage of, like, the top 5% of CEOs and like just top performers across all fields are like 90% more likely to exercise on a weekly yeah. basis. I mean those aren't the numbers, but it was it was they are about very, as dramatic.
1: And and that's important, you know, whatever whatever our listeners listeners are doing, it's important to find a way just to get some movement. You know, mm-hmm. I I read this was a while back, but you know, in today's day and age, smoking is getting less and less popular
0: and you it's not like it's breaking news it, it's bad for your health right yeah.
1: exactly but you, there's kind of this new mentality that sitting is the new smoking yeah
0: i've heard that as those bad too. it is as
1: bad for your health mm-hmm. and so if you're at a job you know where you have an opportunity if you're sitting all day Find out from your HR department or your wellness committee or whatever it is if you can get a standing Mm -hmm. desk. Even if you're not standing all day every day, they're usually adjustable. Mm -hmm. And so you can stand for an hour, a half hour. You can stand a couple times. Get up. Just, you know, act like you're on a plane. You want to get up on a plane Mm -hmm. every hour or so and move to prevent thrombosis or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. So just make sure you find opportunities and methodologies to get your body moving.
0: I think that's important. And to kind of tie it into your why, you know, that's another thing he talks about. He calls it raising necessity. I've heard it mentioned as kind of just know your why. For me, it's less important for me to say, you know, I'm exercising now so that 50 years from now, I'm not going to say, man, I wish I had exercised more. You know, like, to mm-hmm. me, that's, yeah, that would still be a good benefit, but it's not enough to carry me through. Sure. You know, so for me, I'm taking care of myself because I want to keep on writing books, mm-hmm. you know. And I know for you, the changes that you've made with your health, so much of that is driven by wanting to be around for the kids and to have energy for the kids. And
1: Absolutely. And knowing why I'm doing something, like, nobody goes to the gym. Well, okay, let me... Let me kind of preface. There's there's a new gym opening up in our community, and it's you know all great. And and I was thinking about this, you know, I'm like, okay, do I want to get a membership at that gym at least for some other part time stuff to do? Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, okay, yeah, if if I'm gonna do that, I'm gonna wait six weeks.
0: Yeah, before the, because
1: it's the a rush. brand new gym, yeah. and you know this town's already shown. Anytime something new shows up, it's mm-hmm. six weeks before things calm down. Because the vast majority of people who are there and I don't mean this in a in a bad way necessarily, but they're they're going not because they have a reason, they don't have a goal, mm-hmm. they don't have have anything set in mind. And so that's that's how gyms make money mm-hmm. is they expect to have five thousand members and only two hundred members use the gym. Right, right. That's just what they want to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna wait for those five thousand members to kinda, you know, peter off, it's like mm-hmm. after the New Year's yep. rush and then i can be there with people who actually have a goal in mind. Yeah. Why am i why do i want to hit this weight? Why do i want mm-hmm. to lift this much? Why do i want to get to this weight? Why do i want to yeah. have this, you know, cardiovascular ability?
0: Well, and knowing your why absolutely changes how you exercise. Anyway, you know, and this is true not just for exercise but for anything. You know, if my why is I want to be 10 pounds lighter because I'm going to be in a wedding next month. It's going to be an entirely different exercise regimen than, you know, I want to have strong arms so that I have less carpal tunnel issues or, you know.
1: Yeah. And yeah, your long-term why, your overall why, your overarching why. And the more
0: specific your why can be, I think it's the better. Mm -hmm.
1: And it's really easy for us to really just kind of go along and not know why we're doing it. Yeah. And I think that's so often why people get kind of caught in the rut. Well, you know, I'm sitting at you know, I'm sitting on the couch watching TV. I'm playing video games. I'm, you know, just getting in the rat race. I'm not trying to move mm-hmm. myself up because there's no real purpose behind
0: right. it. Right. What, what's the reason? If you don't have a compelling reason, I think you need to go and find that compelling reason.
1: Absolutely. I think
0: for a lot of people it is, you know, to take care of your family or things like that. You know, so maybe you don't have a job that in and of itself feels fulfilling Mm -hmm. but you know that by going to that job you're interacting with people and you can be a blessing in their lives and you're also providing for your family Mm -hmm. you know that's a that's a good why it is but i think a lot of people can kind of forget that why you know if if their work isn't intrinsically rewarding in and of itself then Mm -hmm. that's i think where you can get to just feeling kind of blase about what you're doing
1: sure Well, and think about, you know, maybe you're, say you're working at a a convenience store. You know, you're working at a gas station. You're getting paid minimum wage. Mm -hmm. You know, it's probably not the most fulfilling job. But Mm -hmm. you can use that as a launching point for whatever the next step is. If you know what the purpose is. Mm -hmm. You know, where do I want to go? I don't want to stay in my 9 to 5 job for the next 20 years. Unless it's something that I do because I want to do. You know, if I have opportunities, like I, I work in my job. Yeah, because it pays the bills, but I really enjoy what I'm doing because mm-hmm. there is actual concrete benefit
0: yeah.
1: in working with foster youth. I mean, it's it's a very much mm-hmm. a rewarding, albeit very stressful, but a okay. rewarding career. I want to do that because I want to do that, mm-hmm. not because I have to just to pay the bills. Right. So what I can do is I can, you know, in, in doing what we're doing in our own family, looking toward the future, it's mm-hmm. providing the financial security so that... I can do what I want to do in order to be a benefit Mm -hmm. and not in order to, you know, just get caught up in the rat race.
0: Exactly. And a lot of us assume that our why is going to be the same as everybody else's why. And so for a lot of people, you know, either you're, you know, to bring it into finances, either you don't save for the future or you save so that when you're 65, you can never work again. Mm -hmm. And not everybody... Wants to stop working at 65. Not everybody wants to keep working till they're 65. There's so many different reasons to, you know, have good financial stewardship. So your why might be so that you can quit your job at 55 instead of 65. Or maybe your why is so that you can leave, you know, $2 million to the charity that you love or to your family. Mm -hmm. I think that so many of us just assume that our why needs to look like everybody else's why, that Mm -hmm. if you take time, to really figure out what your why is, you know, you're, you're way above the average in terms of just getting that clarity and having that enthusiasm for what you're doing. Mm
1: -hmm. Absolutely. I agree. And I really want to encourage people to try to develop that, to figure out why, why do you want to do what you want to do? Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. So I know like right now, I think we're at a really neat point, and I feel very blessed because you are working a job that not only pays the bills, but is intrinsically rewarding. And mm-hmm. it's, But that's not always been the case right. for some of your jobs. So going back to when you were just doing basically like you applied to a bunch of things, and the one that said, yeah, we'll hire you, you took that job. What would you say your why was back then? Or maybe if you could even go and give yourself a pep talk, you know, knowing what you do now, what would you say to encourage someone in a place like that the
1: why was always to pay the bills mm-hmm. and I, I think you know the pep talk pep talk is to encourage people to encourage myself encourage anybody to realize that doesn't have to be the end all mm-hmm. i don't want to live my life paycheck to paycheck mm-hmm. i want to live my life knowing what my purpose is and mm-hmm. trying to achieve that purpose yeah So if I'm going in, you know, if I would have gone back to say when I was at a collection agency, Mm -hmm. it would have been, you know, fantastic to be able to say, this is a great, a great stepping stone to what Mm -hmm. the future might hold. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you have the opportunity to, to expand beyond this. Yeah. And there are other ways of, of seeing it. Being able to pick up Burchard's book, High Performance Habits, was a huge thing for me. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's—I think it's time for me to go back and read it. And I just read it, you know, six weeks ago. Mm-hmm. It's time for mm-hmm. me to go back and read it and just, you know, kind of be reminded of some of yeah. these things and to see, you know, okay, what steps can I take next? What mm-hmm. changes can I make again? Right. In order to keep pursuing, there's always something more you can do. You don't have to be caught up in a low-paying job just because. That's all there is. But you have to be willing to work for it.
0: And I think that your why being to pay the bills and take care of the family, that's not a bad why either. No. You know, I, I wouldn't want anybody to leave this feeling guilty or bad. You know, like I know a lot of authors who like that's the they feel dirty to even talk about money because it's supposed to just be about the art and just about the readers and just about the creativity. But no, I mean, being able to provide for yourself and your family is is a great at least partial motivation. I don't think it should be the end all.
1: No, it shouldn't be the end, but you know, there's definitely nothing wrong with having it as a motivation. Yeah, Because we sure. do need to have motivation in order to, you know, kind of pursue mm-hmm. what our dreams are.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And the way I see it, you know, the more books I sell, the more money I make, which means the more generous I can be and the less worried we have to be about finances. Like, those are all positives.
1: Absolutely. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So that's kind of the what he calls raising necessity or you know just knowing your why and I think it's smart to remind yourself of those whys. Like I think it was a couple episodes ago you were talking about your weekly win was that you found a placement. And mm-hmm. it was just something you couldn't look back to, like, okay, I'm having a really hard day. But, oh, do you, do you remember, Scott, how it felt when we got that kid placed and it was the perfect fit and everything just lined up? And, you know, I don't know the details of that situation, but, mm-hmm. you know, those moments when you just feel so happy and fulfilled at work. And you're like, this is why I do that. I think it's important to revisit those moments regularly.
1: Absolutely. No, I, I agree completely to, And that's why we talk about the weekly wins. That's why we talk about mm-hmm. our all man moments. That's why we talk mm-hmm. about our shucky darn situations. Yeah. It's, it's to remind us that, yeah, things are going to be hard sometimes, but we can move forward and we mm-hmm. do have wins. Yeah. And uh-huh. it's important to remember those wins.
0: Yeah. I know a lot of authors, they just keep a folder of like really nice emails you know, mm-hmm. this book got me through a really hard situation. And, and so when you do have the bad day, you can go back and encourage yourself with those.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where well, we don't want to get caught up, uh, and I know you probably have no idea who this is, but we don't want to become an Al Bundy, which is from the the TV show Married with Children. Where... You know,
0: what's funny is my thought was like, isn't that the serial killer?
1: <laughs> no, that was Ted. <laughs> okay. No. Al Bundy, we don't want to become a Ted Bundy either, but Al Bundy, he was, you know, as a, you know, 35-year-old father, mm-hmm. he was still caught up in his old glory days from high school. Uh, where, okay. you know, he was like, I had that one game where I scored uh, four touchdowns and, you know, that's what he was living in. That was right, his right. win. Mm-hmm. And he was com- he was content to have peaked there.
0: Right, right.
1: And that's, we, we don't want to oh, absolutely. be content to just peak and say, well, I had this. Mm-hmm. This good time now I can just sit on my haunches and let the world go by. yeah, you know uh, when winning in whatever it is, whether it's big or small, I would hope would motivate us to continue on to whatever the next level is
0: for sure yep, absolutely. Let me see what was else on his list. Oh, so he talks a lot about in terms of just gaining clarity and focus, and kind of I think this ties a lot into knowing your why but since he put it in a different chapter we'll talk about it in this part (laughs) but he talks a lot about in terms of gaining clarity so the idea I'm gonna have to kind of meander my way through this because I haven't like articulated it well yet but the idea is that you you want to create the feeling that you're after so let's take writing since that's what I know there truly is not Much better in the writing life than showing up and just being totally in the flow while you're writing your first draft. You know, like, you could be... You could see your name on number one New York Times bestseller list and, and yeah, that would be a great feeling, but I don't think it compares to just when you're so in the zone and in the flow that, like, someone could come and cut off your leg and you would be like, okay, let me type a few more sentences before I take care of that. Yeah, You know? And... So in his mind, I think knowing that feeling, you know, whatever it is in your situation, whether we're talking fitness or your work or your f- relationships, whatever that feeling is of being like the absolute epitome of what you would love every single moment to look like. Most people, they just kind of take that feeling when it comes and then like if they're smart they feel grateful for that and don't take it for granted Mm -hmm. and what it talks about in high performance habits is to actually like mentally create that feeling yourself like so often we think of emotions as this like thing outside of us that just kind of happens to us Mm -hmm. and we're just sort of watching and experience these emotions as they come but to a degree we can control how we feel, Mm -hmm. you know, by choosing to focus on certain things. And I absolutely like don't want to sugarcoat the fact that this doesn't always work and that there's things like mental illness and depression and stuff that's going to make this way harder. So I'm I'm not trying to say, well, if you want to be happier, just be happy. That's not (laughs) what I'm saying. But if you kind of want to, let's say you always want to have like one of your striving goals is to have an amazing sense of love and harmony in your family instead of just being thankful for those times when you do feel in total unity with your family to do what you can to create not only those moments of unity but really the the feeling of unity, So, like, for the author, that would mean before you even show up to write, take a, like take 60 seconds to ask yourself, what's this going to feel like to be totally in the zone? Mm-hmm. Kind of like going back to the athlete analogy, how you'll visualize, or, you know, when you're doing your powerlifting mm-hmm. and how you visualize that first. You know, what's it feel like to be 100% on point is kind of what I mean.
1: Absolutely. It's to be able to... Create some sort of a an ex to use external forces to create kind of an internal mm-hmm. combustion. Okay, you know, just like like today, you know, going to the gym was mm-hmm. not what I really wanted to do. Yeah, I was feeling lazy. I was feeling like, hey, I just wanted to go back to my office and mm-hmm. do some work. Mm-hmm. But to be able to say, okay, I am going to go be very uh, intentional
0: mm-hmm.
1: in. Going to the gym.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm going to do my lifts. I'm going to continue to, to raise my weights. I'm going to do the things that I need to do to get to where I need to be. By the time I left, I was in the zone. Right. I didn't start out in the zone. Yeah. Even yeah. as I was changing my clothes into my workout mm-hmm. clothes, I was like, man, I I, I could still go home. Right. I could still go back to the office. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do this. Yeah. But by creating that kind of intentional reality mm-hmm. it be- that reality became what it was
0: yeah i think it's almost like being accountable for your own motivation which sounds Absolutely. like it should be intuitive but so many of us i forget which book it was it might have been one of the ones that we talked about before we started going over myers breaks but the author kind of objected to the idea of finding accountability because it almost made it sound like if i say scott i need you to hold me accountable to not eat dessert anymore I'm i'm done with dessert hold me accountable I'm kind of putting that responsibility on you mm-hmm. as opposed to, you know, so basically I'm saying I can't stop eating dessert unless my husband makes me stop right. <laughs> or my accountability partner or whatever. When really that's that's kind of a defeating attitude because you can control your own. Now, I think having an accountability partner and having things like that, it's good, but you need to realize that they can only... Help encourage you. They can't create motivation they for
1: you. They can only take you so far. Mm-hmm. And I do think it's important. And I would actually maybe rephrase that in that they can't create all of the mo- motivation. Uh-huh. If yeah. you have good mm. partners, you know, like our marriage, for instance, we're able to motivate each other. Right. If you have good partners, be that an accountability partner, a workout partner, whoever it is, they can kind of help you create that. Mm-hmm. But ultimately that responsibility for your emotional being well-being
0: mm-hmm. and your success and
1: your success mm-hmm. is going to be on you i can't you know if i fail at whatever lift i'm doing
0: mm-hmm. i
1: can't hold my workout partner okay exactly you know, responsible for that yeah
0: yeah so. and i think there's something empowering about realizing that you are responsible for mm-hmm. those things
1: absolutely mm-hmm. yeah.
0: because then you know let's say you and i are workout buddies and you get sick and can't work out with me for a week that's I still need to find my motivation to do that, even if you're not there.
1: Yep, absolutely. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. So I think that kind of wraps up. That takes us through basically like the first half of the book. And then the second half talks more about like these are more of the intrinsic things. And then the second half, it's about things in like social settings and stuff like that. So maybe we'll do a part two at some point.
1: I think that's a good idea. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: So for a spur of the moment to wrap up our discussion on habits, what would you say is like one good habit that you're still trying? Like I know basically like going to the gym is a good habit that you've mastered. What's one that you're trying to master but maybe haven't gotten there yet?
1: Right now it's controlling my impulsive eating. Mm -hmm. You know, and I, I told you today, you know, like I went to the gym. And then I came, or I left the gym, and I was hungry, mm-hmm. really hungry, because you work really hard when you're there. And I was like, you know, this Chinese buffet is right down the street, and I've eaten there a hundred times, yeah. and I really like it. And I know that I can go from being hungry to not just satisfied, but mm-hmm. full, because I yeah. like that feeling, but yep. then I don't.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and.
1: You know, so that's, you know, sometimes I have to tell myself, like, I made a promise. I will never eat at a Chinese buffet alone mm-hmm. again. Now, mm-hmm. we may take the family out or something right. like that. But that's a that's a special occasion mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. is not just going. Yeah. And especially when I had lunch, you know, at the office. Right, right. Um, I've actually, you know, been able to, every time I've taken a prep meal for the last probably three weeks, mm-hmm. I've eaten it. Yeah. Which I haven't always done. hmm and I don't know that's annoyed you in the past, you know, like you helped to Oh, meal, like Brett. making meals, yeah. Yeah, and then I don't eat it and I go out mm-hmm. anyway. I'm like, well, mm-hmm. why are you doing the work? Well, yeah. so I, I'm getting there. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm it's, making it's those, a struggle. Mm-hmm. those strives, but mm-hmm. uh, it, is, it is a challenge.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think my habit struggles tends to just be the same as always, (laughs) you know, in terms of like I'm back to checking email too much on my phone. You know, just Mm -hmm. I I do well and then I'm kind of like, oh, okay, I figured this out. And then I lapse and I'm like, oh, wait, no, I didn't figure that out.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's very much that's often the case with with habits. You know, they say that it only takes like seven days to form a new habit or whatever. I think it takes years. I mean, a lifetime sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know, I could. I could miss the gym for a week, and if I missed it for two weeks, then I'd be out of the habit. Right. And it takes a while to get back into it because it does. you're sore, you got. Yeah kind of go through. It's almost like you have to go through a new learning process. You get You out know of what? Yeah.
0: I mean, I'm not nearly as much of a gym rat as you and I noticed even for me not going for that week when the kids were sick and then just yeah, I feel sluggish going back in. It's less motivating and more mm-hmm. of a have to.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's amazing how quickly we get out of those habits. It's the lifetime habits that are hard to break.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know,
1: my eating fast food is really I mean, it's about 20 years. Mm-hmm. Worth of lifetime habits. I mean, I have yeah. probably. It's funny you talk about. You know, you, <laughs> I never liked fast you food. You never <laughs> liked fast food. I mean, I have probably eaten fast food meals five thousand times. I yeah, mean, I, yeah. I shudder to think at how much money I've drained mm-hmm. into you know those corporations.
0: Right, right. And
1: that's really hard to change because it's mm-hmm. the immediate. It's for me, it's harder than it was to quit smoking twenty years ago.
0: Wow.
1: Because it's. An immediate, and there's so many options. Yeah. You know, I can say, well, I'm not going to eat at McDonald's for breakfast ever again.
0: Mm-hmm. And now Wendy's has yep. their Baconator and, or whatever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm
1: like, well, that stinks. You know, so it's, you know, one of the things I do is try to make sure I don't have any disposable cash. I don't take uh-huh. credit cards. I don't, yeah. you know, I give you all the cash so that mm-hmm. I don't spend it. It's mm-hmm. just, it's easier to not have it there. And then yeah. it becomes less and less of a habit. Yeah.
0: Well, cool. Well, this was a fun discussion, so you guys can stay tuned. I don't know if it'll be next week or at some point, we'll give you part two. And in the meantime, you can check out High Performance Habits, the book or audiobook. I've been listening to the audiobook.
1: Yeah, and it's it's actually, I think, free on his website or, or something. I know
0: it's free somewhere. Free on so his just podcast. Google it. Yeah, there's a way yeah. to get it free. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it's,
1: it's very much worthwhile.
0: Mm-hmm. No, it is very good.
1: Yeah. Awesome. So, it's your turn.
0: No, it's not. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, look at that. is. I'm looking at you being like, all right, are you going to need me to remind you again? I'm sorry.
1: That's okay. I love you.
0: My ah man moment for the week is that I forgot that I was supposed to introduce the ah man moment. What was your ah man moment? That's
1: cheating. <laughs> all
0: right. My ah man moment. This is where we just look back at the past week and figure out what was disappointing or something that we overcame. Let's see. I'm actually really glad. So my anti man is that, you know, the kids are a lot healthier. We had, again, yeah. just a slow week. Nothing crazy. I mean, I guess we did end up in the ER for a couple hours of a night, which sounds more serious than it was. It really wasn't all
1: that serious. but Just
0: none of the urgent cares were open. Yeah. So, you know, my uh, man, I I think probably I'm just a little disappointed in myself for being back into, like, regularly like i'm probably checking my email five times an hour and there's like i'm not even expecting anything there's no reason to yeah so i i worked hard to break that habit and now i feel like i'm just back to where i was so yeah, it's a little bit of a bummer
1: break that habit again and yeah
0: yeah
1: yeah it's always a challenge
0: mm-hmm. i've been eating like I've, I've had the munchies for like a week and a half oh. and so i can tell i'm just feeling a little bit more kind of sluggish
1: yeah, mm-hmm. I can I can certainly understand that. I've been there before. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so those
0: are my ah man's. What about you?
1: Your ah man's. Yeah. Well, you know, what about my ah man moments? My my shucky darn moments for this week. You know, work hasn't been too bad. Mm-hmm. You know, I haven't been able to do some of the lifting that I've wanted to do at the gym. Mm-hmm. I've been able to do a lot. Yeah. And I know it's it is hard to it's hard to go through and not be able to do the things that you've wanted to right. do. And I know that that's coming back. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it, it really kind of has been an on-man moment that I've had to postpone my, my upcoming powerlifting competition. Yeah. Uh, just for, you know, some of the health concerns that I've been dealing with. Because mm-hmm. powerlifting is a very different sort of athletic endeavor. Mm-hmm. and it can uh, probably
0: be a lot of stress on your body. It is. Yeah. And,
1: yeah, so... It, and you don't necessarily eat well when you're a power lifter. Right, right. So that's that's been disappointing. But, you know, I've also been able to kind of already reshape that. And that'll get that's into good. my weekly yeah. win.
0: Yeah, go ahead. Segway. Segway yeah. away.
1: Segway. It, yeah, so my weekly win is that I've been able to create a relationship with a different coach. Not that there was anything wrong with my former coach. She was fantastic for what she did. But this different coach is more of a nutrition and uh, specialized coach who's going to be able to help kind of work with some of the nutritional things that Mm -hmm. I need to do. In order to get back to where I can start prepping for powerlifting again.
0: I think that's awesome. Because yeah. I still
1: have those, you know, goals, big goals, a 700-pound yeah. deadlift. And mm-hmm. I've got a long way to go to get there. Yeah. But I have to make sure I'm health, healthy enough to do it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's uh, that's one of the challenges that I've had. So, You know,
0: going back to what we were talking about with knowing your why, do you feel like that kind of derailed? Because I know the competition was one of your primary motivations for all the lifting. So when you had to postpone the competition to that
1: it didn't because up. I was able to immediately re- uh, reshape it. Switch your way, Yeah, mm-hmm. to, you know, more the, the health side. And that's the advantage yeah. of being in the gym. There's a lot of different goals that For you sure. can have. Yep. So I was able to, to switch it up, you know, and I'm going down to California in May. which is And you
0: want to look in, good in a swimsuit down yeah, there. That's yeah, that's never going to happen. <laughs> that's not your way.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I am going to be in an airplane and oh. I want to be comfortable I'm in the airplane. I yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, you know, and really, yeah. I mean... Part of me kind of wants to look good, you know, to be there, to, Mm -hmm. I'm going to be with a lot of other professional, high-performing people, so Mm -hmm. I want to be as svelte as I can. That makes sense, Yeah, I've been able to kind of switch some of those things up, but really just being healthy enough to travel. Right, right. um, Which, I'm, you know, I'm not that unhealthy, that's not what I'm telling people, but Mm -hmm. yeah, so yeah, my my lifting, you know, people will still hear about my lifting all the time, because that's about all I talk about. Mm Mm-hmm. But it's just got a different focus now.
0: Yeah. I think that's a perfect example of just remaining flexible and realizing you needed a new eye and finding one right away. Yeah, absolutely. You know, for some people that'd be a lot harder yeah. to, to pivot like that. Right. I think the ability to pivot is hugely important.
1: Well, and we've been there before where something massive has changed and it's taken a long time to p- to pivot. Yeah. So yeah. You know, we can... It, it, It does get better. It does get easier sometimes after you've done it enough.
0: So as a total aside, you know, I've been working on budget stuff. You have? and
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's what you've been doing.
0: And so, you know, everybody talks about your emergency fund. And I decided that I didn't love. I actually got this from a podcaster, but she doesn't use emergency fund because it just it it automatically sounds kind of scary and out of your control. And I forget what she calls it, and I didn't like what she called it either. So I I started referring at least mentally to it as our plot twist account. (laughs) Oh, there you go. (laughs) So
1: yeah, and life does throw some plot twists. We've had some plot twists. (laughs) We have. (laughs)
0: Alrighty. So you gave your weekly win. Yeah. I guess what's it's yours? time for me to give mine.
1: Yeah. The kids feeling better. I know. You know I was. To use that was like to say, three times. I'm really
0: glad the kids are feeling better. <laughs>
1: and that's not really your win. I mean, I guess maybe you nursed them back to health.
0: No, but... I didn't have much to do with that. But uh, but I am thankful for that. And, yeah. I, and to be honest, I think that focusing on things you're thankful for is a huge part of weekly wins. Absolutely. But uh, let me think of something that is not related to the health of the kids. I'm just really happy that the, you know, spring's coming. Mm-hmm. It's, it's always just an Nice time of year. I think I get usually like a surge of creative energy Uh, from the business side of things. I think my weekly win is I've spent some good time this week on some marketing infrastructure, Mm -hmm. which doesn't sound super exciting, but um, it's super
1: important. It's
0: super important. And I think maybe my win is that I've been able to kind of know my why and make it fun and kind of bring the excitement to it, Mm -hmm. you know, to something like. I'm writing a bunch of emails that I haven't even sent out yet, you know, like their emails that aren't going to get sent out for potentially weeks or months, but you know, they're still kind of there. And I'm, I guess, so my win is that I'm doing administrative stuff, but still bringing like a significant degree of enthusiasm and creative energy. And I think, you know, keeping track of my why has been really important because, you know, we're going to build up that plot twist account. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely.
1: Absolutely.
0: Cool. So anything else you wanted to add?
1: I don't think so. All it's right, been guys. fun. It I enjoyed talking fun. with you and uh, talking to everybody Interestingly,
0: I enjoy talking to you too.
1: Wow. We should get married.
0: Oh, are you proposing to me on the air?
1: Uh, no. All
0: right. Well, (laughs)
1: because we're already married. Oh, plot twist. Well, no, that's not really a plot twist. That's the plot.
0: I think. Oh, is it? Yeah. 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 Yeah, You're probably right. (laughs) Well, guys, thank you for joining us. We hope that wherever you are, just that you're enjoying this time of year, the season of life that you're in. We hope that you're enjoying good energy, good relationships. Good health, lots of creativity and joy in everything that you're doing. And you've heard from us.
1: Now it's time for you to go out there and level up.
0: All right. So.